We're going to get started early with our friend. Travis Webb, you know him either from what he does with LSUE, from his time at KTC-TV3, or for his constant social media support of his alma mater, the Syracuse Orange. Good morning, man. It's great to see you. Good morning. But I should probably turn on your mic. Definitely a long time. There we go. It's been a while. It's been a minute, Good man. Morning. I mean, like we we text and we we chat every now and then on the phone. You know, we're friends, but I haven't seen you. Shoot, I haven't seen you well, since I mean, before COVID. Given, yeah, given the circumstances, you probably haven't like like me haven't seen many people outside of your work family or you know immediate family. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 been different the last few months, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been nuts, man. How's life? I mean, you you're you're over there. Um, sending sending us all in the media the great stuff happening with LSUE. You're you've been part of a national championship a number of times now. I mean that when it comes to JUCOs, that baseball wise, they're one of the I think the most successful program in the country. But across the board, man, the sports over there. I mean, it's it's at the JUCO level, it's top top notch. Oh yeah, no, no. I mean, and you you take a look at you know what this what this year, and you know it, it's it's been fun. You know, we we talked yesterday. Uh, kind of getting this situated and the team aspect is something that, you know, you get into sports because you like sports and you like teams and stuff, and then then you get to actually kind of have a hand in it, you know, however small my role is. But just the team aspect stuff is awesome, and the the success kind of raises itself. Year after year, you, you know, those expectations rise, and, you know, this year we, we, you know, we have six athletic teams on campus, uh, men's and women's soccer, men's and women's basketball, baseball and softball. And with COVID, junior college obviously not having the money and capabilities that the NCAA has, everything got pushed to the spring. So you can imagine as a one-person shop trying to handle everything for six sports in a four- or five-month window, um, you know, making amends right now with the uh, with the with the head coach of the Web household and uh, the, uh, the the role players of I'm my just, two kids. I, I'm just glad they gave you the green light to come hang out with me this morning, man, because I I know how busy you've been, um, and I'm sure they're happy to have you back at home. And uh, oh yeah, no, you know, but getting a breather but, this summer. You know, getting back to the sports. You know, just this this year alone, men's and women's basketball win a conference championship. Uh, both lose in the conference tournament to the eventual region champion who went on and won one of the, the women's team, Jones College, actually won the national championship. Uh, men's and women's soccer, both ranked in the top ten at some point uh, during the season. Men's soccer went to the national tournament for the first time. You know, we have kids that are getting looked by looked at by Virginia Tech, Syracuse, which I'm really leaning in them forward towards, uh, you know, some big-time programs. And then baseball and softball, always, you know, top tier. Baseball had another great year, their third straight full season of 50-plus wins, a crazy national championship game that went 14 innings and was... That was nuts. You know, being in the dugout for that was just wild. But, yeah, you know, so, so you know, it's it's always fun to cover a winner. It's always, it's even better to be part of it in any way, shape, or form. Let me ask you this, Travis, we have our guests. When it comes to... Um, a player <clears throat> playing at the JUCO level, it might be because of academics. It might be because they they think they're good enough. They didn't get an offer. They want to play their way into it. It could be for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. But like, how often do players go from JUCO to D one? Is that is that a select few, or is that like a pretty wide? It net? depends on the sport, right? You know, so baseball, we see a good bit. We'll, we'll have anywhere from like. Six to seven guys mm-hmm. go D one every year. Uh, a lot of it's connections, and you know, with our, our coach Jeff Willis, 
entering this coming year, his 20th year, you know, the success he has. He obviously has a deep Rolodex of coaches, and those coaches trust him. Like, hey, you have a guy that can help us, and Jeff will place help, help place them. You know, we have we have a kid, uh, Jake Hammond, coming to UL next year, and I, and I think for fans, you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised with what what this kid can bring. Great attitude, uh, a great leader. As good as he is off the field, he is better on the field. An absolute hammer of a breaking ball. And then you have Jack Merrifield uh, from Dutchtown High. He was just named the National Defensive Player of the Year. He's going to LSU, and so you know, kind of. To that point, of you have some guys going to teams that your you know listenership is familiar with, um, you know softball. The junior college ranks really isn't you know that you know you'll see like maybe Southland, but like as far as Power Five, those kids are coming in you know from a freshman year like a you know Bailey Hemphill you know coming in and making sure. an immediate impact. You don't you don't you, see it as much in softball. Exactly, you see it a lot in baseball. Men's and women's basketball, you do see that, and our coaches, you know, Byron Starks and Jamie Gonzalez, two or three years in, they're working towards getting those players that are D1 ready to make that move. Soccer, it's a little bit different too, but once you get on the national stage, as our coaches have seen, uh, you start to get way more recognition, way more credibility. So with those wins, then those bigger teams kind of funnel through. That, that, that's kind of how, at least how I see it from an outsider's eye, well, you're not an outsider, though. You're. I know, but I'm literally I'm, I'm, an insider. I'm talking about it from a sports information, you know, gotcha, just gotcha. a sports nerd perspective of just, you know, I write stories and you're do social media posts. There. You know, literally an insider. Yeah. ESPN 1420. Travis Webb, our guest. We're gonna uh, we're gonna chat some NBA playoffs, NIL, among other things. Got to get into a little Saints. Talk some college football as well. He is in the house. That's Travis Webb, multi-time national champion. I can actually say that now. Yeah, and it and it's it's true. It's I true. didn't I didn't do anything. Hey, I just did. I just pressed tweet on a lot hey, of buttons. Hey, you did a lot. You worked. You those fingers and those thumbs worked a lot. I know what I know. That's what I know. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Eight o'clock hour. Of the great Scott show coming up right after this. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the eight o'clock hour. Of the great Scott show. The great sports callers open think tank. Phone lines are open at 269-1077 if you want to chat with us. Travis Webb is in the house. NIL, name, image, likeness, started with a bang yesterday. Um, Shoot, at midnight um, on July 1st, there were athletes already announcing not exactly what the compensation was, but they had come to some agreements with some businesses. Levi Lewis going to be the face of Eat Lafayette, which is a great campaign here. I saw uh, Derek King. He said, you know, midday, he's netted $20,000 with 50 other companies looking to speak to him. 50. Now, now no, you can take that for other, what it is. There are some other, it, yeah, no, I mean, with a grain of salt, you know. There's but, some other student athletes just putting out, putting themselves out there. Hey, my DMs are open. Uh, yeah. You know, give me a holler. Um, we're seeing such an early stage of it. So at this point, it's just, I think, about, um, it's going to be top dogs, and that's really it for right now. Yeah. You're going to see, <laughs> yeah. you're going to kind of see that the mid level, I guess you could say, the B list, uh, you know, college athlete, you know, you know, social media star, maybe. But it it's such uncharted territory. You know, a lot of businesses kind of want to see who out the gate what these numbers look like, what's the return on investment. You know, a lot of these, it's not just going to be people, hey, let's get 
Scott Prather to come, you know, guest DJ over at Nighttown. Throw him two thousand dollars. Have right. fun. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's the 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 thought I think before was so many people look at it as what's the worst thing that's going to happen. Um, how about the best thing that's going to happen? Some of these athletes are going to get their due, which is good. Yes. And the thought of oh no, the pessimistic view of well now they're just going to have boosters that. You know, a coach will promise that if you sign here, this booster will eventually get you to promote this or that or whatever. Well, that yes, that that may happen. But I think what we saw, at least on day one, that wasn't it. It was businesses trying to make smart business decisions. Does this make sense? And like you said, they're going to they're going to look at it like there are going to be some there'll be some chicanery with some. But I think the vast majority of it, Travis, is going to be businesses that it's not owned by somebody that only cares about is is my alma mater winning on Saturday. It's I want to get some return on this investment. So if I'm going to pay you, I hope to get it back. I think that's what we saw on. You know, granted, we're uh, you shoot, know not even we're we're like 34 hours, 32 hours into it. But that's that's I think of all that's I think what we're seeing here in the early stages. Yeah, and I think down the road, what you can see is you know you talking about how it can affect and help the student athlete. I think it can help sports as well because you're looking at like college baseball, for instance. A lot of these kids that are 18 years old gets, you know, maybe a million, two million dollar signing bonus. And that's always like, wow, you have to take that. Now, if like well, you're yeah. Kumar Rocker or Jack Leiter and Marucci comes calling and say, hey, we're going to set, set up a Marucci partnership for three years. You know, we want you to wear a Marucci glove, a Marucci hat or Marucci shoes, you know, uh, and we're going to throw you $70,000 a year. Uh, you know, that might change their mind because who wants to hump it on a bus for three years in like Nowheresville, USA, you know, and to where you can be the man at a college campus with buddies, not to mention the girl situation, you know, vice versa too, like with, you know, with female athletes as well. You know, it's just, it, it gives opportunities for and I look at it just from a baseball perspective because when I was thinking about it, that's the first thing that popped up of college baseball could really benefit from this because you can have some of those higher-tier guys actually maybe go the college route because it makes more financial sense this time. You may not get the high-end $2 million. Right, you're talking about the cream a, of the crop. But if you're it, a first-round yeah. pick in 18, more than likely, unless something catastrophic happens, yeah. you're going to be a first-round pick in three years. But that's that's the last part, right? It's a gamble. But but now for the top-tier cream of the crop, there's there's something to think about, you know, to your point. All right, ESPN 1420, let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Scott, good point, man. Um that's what, that's what I was – I'm thinking the same thing. Like, man, all I'm hearing is, oh, you're going to have jealousy. What if this and that? Hey, what if it motivates someone to, to go out there and say, hey, man, are they giving away money like this? Let me go out there and, and just motivate myself just to be that athlete, like going into uh, college. Yeah, I don't always look at it as, oh, we, you know, I went to school. I went to school. I, I, they gave me a scholarship. No one gave me anything. I mean, you you okay. look at it, you know, you look at it also to for a perspective from college basketball. You're seeing all these kids go to G League or overseas for a year. Now, does that even make financial sense for them? Because they can get these sponsorships and they can go to a Duke, they can go to North Carolina, they can go to knock on wood, hopefully a Syracuse. You know, for a year, ball out, make some money, and then go to the NBA. And then also too, maybe maybe you know, if Nike, Zion Williamson, some serious bones. 
Does it make sense for him to maybe go for two or three years? And then, you know, that's the big gripe for me. Let me see me. who wins the lottery. Yeah. Maybe I'll go back to school. Exactly. And so, this. and so now, like, college basketball, what always frustrates me, it's it's a team that's stacked with freshmen and a, or a team that's senior-laden that always makes the run. And the quality, I think, for a lot of people that love college basketball for March Madness thinks, it, you know, maybe it's, you know, from my lawn, get off my lawn type atmosphere, you know, mindset. But the quality of play is down. So if these kids maybe stay two, three years instead of just one year, maybe the quality of basketball overall goes up. Correct. And on top of that, think of not just the superstar. I mean, you mentioned Zion, and obviously that's – but think of – like the amount of players every year that declare for the draft is in in like the – I'm just thinking of like in college basketball, though, to, to, to further on Travis's point. You've got hundreds that declare for the draft every year. There's 60 draft picks. Like, that's it. And the second round, you're not even guaranteed a contract. So you're looking at hundreds, whereas I think last year was over 600. 30 guys are guaranteed a spot. Now, well, my family situation, if I don't get drafted, maybe I'll go overseas. Now it's a little different. So these guys might be staying longer. But to your point, Jay, you were saying you were were talking more locally? Yeah, okay. Uh, You know, I I hear where y'all coming from. And and y'all, you know, y'all right. Y'all both making great points. But I'm thinking, Scott, I'm thinking, you know, midpoint where y'all was saying that, look at, like, NCAA, like, look at, a, like, a video game. See, that's that's what I'm curious, what's going to happen. Oh, I think you'll see NCAA football and, come back. I think I think there will be yeah, a market yeah, for, like, NCAA it baseball. Right, it is coming back. You know, yeah. and, and these now, kids, you know, I have players, <laughs> Go ahead. Should players have a, a, a college basketball player association? I think you I, like, look. Are we going to? Are we? Are we going to go? Or, or you think that's going to happen? Do you see that situation where they actually unionize? I mean, look. If they had a class action suit with Ed O'Bannon to create this fracas in the first place, I think that you're going to see something. They're they're going to unionize at some point in one way, shape, or form. Maybe not like a, a straight up union, but there's yeah. going to be some lawyer that's smart enough to realize yeah. that I can make money if I try to get these kids it's, together. It's just, it, it, it's difficult because you've got currently over half a million college athletes. Yes. It's different when you're unionizing, you know, a professional sports league that's, you know, either in the hundreds or in the thousands. But when you look at half a million to get, to try to get everyone on board, it's, it's a lot more difficult. Just from even even if everyone wants to be on board, just from an organizational standpoint, that's a that's a pretty big. And I know, look, they have unions for companies in the country that that employ millions. So I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's one thing when you're already working for a company, and then it's another thing when you're just, man, I just got to college. I'm 18. I, I'm just happy to be here. I don't even know what's you know what's going on. Like yeah. I I think I know things, but I'm only 18. I got a lot. I got a lot. I got to figure out still. Uh, hey, no, it's crazy. Hey, hey, you know, create weird stuff. Lego. What if someone just Lego come up to someone? Hey, man, you a Heisman winner? Let me. Uh, you know, you stay in school. I give you. I give you a million so we can use your image. We'll, you know, make you a Lego. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, want to put him in a Lego video game? Why not? <laughs> Do it. Hey, absolutely. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. But I want to make this point because I'm sure uh, I'm picking up too much time. I want to make one more point. Uh, yesterday, I heard BYU. They're telling their athletes, hey, you better not uh, endorse any uh, coffee, you know, type of products, anything <laughs> associated with coffee. So, no, no, I'm serious. Uh, no, no, I, I believe you. I mean, of course, it so, makes so they sense. Got me thinking, so they got me thinking, what if some of your, um, your, um, your Catholicism type schools, what if they say, okay, yeah, but, you know, you cannot promote uh, contraceptives. 
You think you will cease restrictions with certain schools? And like, maybe I think if thing. if you yeah maybe if you see a player like it, you won't see a um I think I think every school will handle it differently. But let's say hypothetically, some player for Gonzaga got approached by Magnum. I think the school would say, okay, but you are not putting our name on any of it, right? I don't think they're going to say. <clears throat> And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Gonzaga would be like, absolutely not. It falls under the guidelines. It's against this, whatever. But I think it's just one of those deals where, you know, if you're promoting something, you know, if you're promoting like a soap or something, they'll be like, cool. And you can you can have your Gonzaga jersey on. Oh, I want to promote, you know, this contraception. And it's a Catholic Jesuit university. They're like, we're not telling you you can't, but you can't you can't say I play for Gonzaga and I I'm wearing my Gonzaga gear. You can't do that. Yeah, but I also think that advertisers are smart enough to know. All right, these th- these are kind of the roads that we don't want to go down because in this world of social media, you know, you're going to have backlash, and the backlash, and the backlash, and the backlash, and the backlash. And then at what point is it you know is this good PR for you? And, and so I I, I don't and, and these are you know these are very um, specific examples, right? That, right, right, know, right. I don't, I don't necessarily. But it's to think about. I don't necessarily know if Plan B's thinking like, "Hey, let's find some NCAA stud to get things rolling." Uh, it would, I guess it would. If it, yeah, it probably wouldn't be like a major company. It would be one that's trying like a, to up yeah. and coming in a in a certain line of work that is trying to almost make a name for themselves by purposely being borderline exploitative so that it gets people talking, if that yes. makes sense. Um, but just the idea that, like, nothing, that, like, oh, something really bad's going to happen from this progress. There are going to be some bad cases, sure. But that's, that's true, that's correct. Yeah. That's true of anything. I mean, oh, how are they going to manage their money? I don't know, but that's true of everyone. Yeah, talk to Antoine Walker. Not yeah. just, not, but, I mean, not just athletes. Like, there's this double standard for college athletes when it comes to money that is really anything like they, they, they don't fair. know what they're doing right like you know no one does i'm 35 with two kids i have no idea what i'm doing yeah we i knew that though travis yeah but you you get what i'm saying there there does there is a double standard and and you know folks that are against it and point out all the negative things i'm not telling you that that there aren't going to be some bad cases but i feel like the positives are going to outweigh the negatives i really do and i think I think to not do to not be progressive when it comes to specifically this name image likeness because you're only saying oh well there're going to be some bad things that happen is dumb. It's dumb. I mean that's true if if that's your mindset with that then you basically should be afraid to do anything in life because something bad could happen. All I want to see and this is just my dream and I'm putting it out there and I'm hope I'm hoping that one of these restaurants is listening out uh, out there today. You would be very wise to if you're a Chinese buffet, if you're cracker, I mean if you're uh, like crock, Cracker Barrel, um, uh, Golden Corral, that's that's the buffet place. UL offensive line, just 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 the five guys, you know, the even even the whole room. unit, you the know, whole line room. get the whole unit to sp- to 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 be the image and the face of your yeah. buffet. And I just I think I, I you know as a former high school offensive lineman, that's what I want to see. Robert Hunt, he used to tell stories about what that old lineman would do at a couple of wing places, man. And it was like, <laughs> Greg Hamilton, he played fullback for, for USL back in the 90s. And uh, 
he was telling me, he's like, dude, this was years ago. He's like, that CC's that was by the Albertsons <laughs> on Johnston. Got when, we, when we walked in, when I would walk in with scene. the old line, they were just like, the look on their face was just always like, oh, no. <laughs> um, so Joe Burrow tweeted this out yesterday. Exciting time for college athletes. Most excited for non-scholarship athletes who may have been working jobs outside of sports to make ends meet. Free meals, sponsored posts, signings will make their lives a lot easier. Long overdue. Is is are 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 walk-ons going to be targeted here? Like maybe at walk-ons, but but they they they're paying Derek Stingley it, Jr. exactly, and and that's the that's the thing, and that's where one of the <clears throat> issues that I see of you know teams are successful most more times than not because they have great chemistry because there's buy-in from roster spot ninety six to roster spot one, and roster spot one to maybe roster spot twelve, fifteen, whatever. They might get some bites, maybe not. I mean, for all we know, Levi Lewis might be the only Cajun this year that gets any sort of real type of, you know, NIL uh, benefit. Uh, I I don't know if the walk on is necessarily going to. That that's you know, yeah. and, and, but like, you know, I, does I hope that, it does. Does but that I, but create yeah. contempt? Does that create jealousy? I don't know. But I'm also very realistic that that's probably not going to happen. Right. As far as you know, walk on Travis Webb, five foot nothing offensive lineman getting handled is not going to you know start doing head and shoulders ads. Right. You know, maybe maybe Coach always tells oh, me to you, hit the showers. Maybe, maybe it's the thing of everyone on the team. If you want to um, go take a picture in front of this place that sells, you know, sandwiches or subs, or and and then and we'll get you a free sandwich. W- correct. Like, what's the right? You know. Right. So like that. That's well. Hey, look, I play on the team. Here's my proof. Okay, here you go. Like it, it, that's maybe and and I hope I'm wrong, but I I like I like the. Ideal, idealistic approach that Burroughs having with it because he's right. I mean, walk-ons need they need more, yeah. and they're putting in, in. I mean, there's nothing better than a military homecoming video and a surprise scholarship video. Yep. I mean, those things get me every time. And um, if they can get more, I think that's great. But I think it's a very optimistic view by Burrow. I hope he's right, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on that becoming like a normal thing. There might be a few exceptions, but if you're a business. You're, you you want you want something you want a star you want someone that's known for sure you know ESPN fourteen twenty n dot com um, let's head to the phone lines welcome back it's uh it's a great Scott show good morning gentlemen how's it going good am I understanding correctly I'm, I'm listening to you guys this morning with the new NCAA rules that are coming out um, an athlete can be somewhere and maybe be recognized. You know, there's a lot of business owners that go to the UL games and LSU games. And just like they recognize some of the stars, I've seen some of the guys that, that weren't stars, like from the UL basketball team and football team, and I've seen them out in the public. Um, so now as a business owner, if they walk into my establishment, I can give them, like, plate lunches or whatever it is, and, and they, you know, they can accept that without any kind of penalty and stuff. No, that, that, that that's I'm still kind of... What it is, it's it's basically you can use your name, image, and likeness essentially for work. So if you do a sponsored post or if you're a spokesman or something like that, you, you can you can use 
kind of your role with the university for compensation in some way, shape, or form. It's not like it's it's now not like a booster can come with a duffel bag of money right now that's and still, say that's hey. still against the rules. Yeah, you just scored five touchdowns. Okay, so now trust is, me, here is some money, or here is uh, a plate lunch. You I, technically <laughs> you can't do either of those things. Um, uh, it, I mean, you can, but technically both of those are still against the rules. Okay, you see, that's what I wish they would have written in. I mean, those guys, again, just like Burrow said, and I think I believe you guys were saying, they don't make money. You know, um, they're student athletes. Every other student at every other student can go out and make money for the most part, but they're scheduled with study. Well, and, and let, 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 let me let me clear it up for you. They can still make money, just not the way you described it, right? So yeah, let's exactly say let's say doing. a booster owns a business and. Or it doesn't even have to be a booster, whoever, and they want um, you know the, the 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 point guard to appear in a commercial or or have a an autograph signing. Hey, here you go. Uh, come to my restaurant on this day. This guy's gonna be signing autographs. That player could make money on those autographs. That player could get paid by that business to be there. That player cannot just have a big game on you know Tuesday night in in a big conference rivalry, drop twenty points, and then right after the game be given a thousand dollars. That can't happen, but the first thing can. So again, it's 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 name, image, likeness, not not specific performance based. But we all know that if you perform well, the odds of you getting any kind of sponsorship or endorsement is going to go up. Or even let's just say it's not even about performance. Let's just say there's some rich guy, right? And and he's a he's a alumni of whatever university or whatever it is. And let's just say he decided, like, you know what? I want to give everyone on the team a thousand dollars. Now, with that being said, I know that's not that's against the rules and is that any other. But when will the NCAA will ever allow that to happen? I don't see no harm in that. Maybe I'm just the only one that. Okay, well, the, the quick fix around that is if the yeah, it, they're they're not they're not they're not going to. I don't think they're ever going to allow that. But if he wants to give them all a thousand dollars, he can say, "All of you uh, endorse this thing I own, yeah. and I'll or give make each like of you a thousand bucks, or make a major league movie commercial style, yeah, you know, and and you know, come uh, over exactly. here, and the whole team, right, you know. right. So there's there's yeah, ways exactly. around it, you know. It. Yeah, there's ways around. I get it. it. Okay, okay. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. I mean, what they what they don't what the NCAA is trying to avoid is just the idea of if you come play here, this guy's going to give you all this money no matter what. Now they might not be able to 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 do if there's somebody that wants to use their money that way and say every student athlete that comes here in every sport or in this sport that I follow um, is going to get a thousand bucks right out the gate because of this. Technically, the coaches can't recruit that. I guarantee every coach would use it uh, in recruiting. But it's not the instant like like now there's this loophole for people to be able to do that. And that's what we were saying earlier, Travis. I think that's kind of what folks are most worried about. And yet I think most of the time it's going to be somebody looking to help their business. Yes. And I think that more times than most it's going to be the upper tier. I don't I don't think so this is going to be a systemic problem across an entire team or even across all sports. You know, I know that there was talk about the uh, gymnast from LSU of making millions of dollars, and she's an outside case because she has... Uh, Four million social yeah, media TikTok followers. TikTok followers or, or what have you. 
And so that makes financial sense for a business, you know, whether she's like wearing a T-shirt and a TikTok or something like that. But I just I don't see the thousand dollars to every player. But that being said, you know, coaches are always trying to tiptoe just on the line and you never know where this is going to go. And you know that's fine. I've, I'm kind of at the, at the point as far as with collegiate athletics. Um, I, I just I wouldn't say I don't care anymore is maybe not too strong of a phrase, but I, it just doesn't matter to me as far as if these kids want to get paid or th- these kids deserve to be paid in some way, shape, or form because if if they can't work a job and they have a family, whether that be you know mom, dad, and kids at home that you know need some assistance or they have their own kids and need some assistance, that that to me just doesn't seem fair. Yeah, I'm with you. ESPN 1420. You look at the difference of where we are now just compared to 15 years ago and uh, or 18, 18, 17 years ago, Reggie Bush. And <clears throat> I guess the stuff about Reggie came out after he'd been in the league for a few years. But it was just like there was, I mean, they took his Heisman. They, they took all his records away. There were people that were mad. How dare he? That team cheated. I mean, now... Fast forward to to here in July, he's asking for his Heisman back, and like he's just got like all this like support, and everyone's like, yeah. So what if he got paid three hundred grand? The school made literally millions of dollars off of him. You look at the the Zion situation and the lawsuits, and was he or was he not paid um, while he was a Duke, or was his family ever paid anything? I feel like fifteen years ago it would have been this big scandal. It really was never even like. Yeah. It was never even like front page sports Mm-mm. news. It was just something you might see and be like, "Oh, okay." So, cool. Trying to sue, whatever. <laughs> like, if he did, great. If not, so what? Like, everyone's like, no one cares the way they used to. And I think it's just further proof that you know a day like yesterday was probably long overdue for sure. Shakari Richardson reportedly tested positive for marijuana which could result, likely will, in a 30-day suspension, which would disqualify her from participating in the Olympic Games this month in Tokyo. Um, Former LSU track star. A lot of people have some strong opinions about it. Travis and I are going to dig into it next. It's ESPN1420.com. ESPN1420.com. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Scott Prather, Travis Webb with you. Phone lines are open at 269-1077. Shakari Richardson, who um, I would say was kind of internet famous a few weeks ago mm-hmm. after she qualified for the Olympics. She referenced her family. I think her, her mother had passed, if I'm remembering correct. And she talked about that and uh, former LSU track star. And it was like, I mean – blazing speed it was like man this is this is gonna be one of the stars of the olympics a story came out last night that she failed a drug test and may not be able to participate in the olympics and then it came out later um i think the advocate in baton rouge reported that it was a positive test for marijuana the reaction on social media anyway was very predictable about how stupid it was and how absurd it was and all this other stuff and my thing is this I, I don't think that I think that that rule is dumb if you test positive for marijuana or whatever. I, I so I don't disagree with that part of it, but 
if you are an Olympic athlete and you know the rule, I used to say this about NBA players years ago or, or NFL players or, or MLB players, but depending on the sport, that would get popped for it. But I, I would specifically NBA because the testing for that was only at a very specific time. And every player in the league said we all knew when it was going to happen. So if you got suspended for that, now the marijuana rules are no longer in place in the NBA. Granted, but again, this is 10 years ago. I'd say, look, you don't have to agree with the rule, but if you know when it's going to happen and you still get popped, like that's on you. Yeah, exactly. And that's my thing. Like I really do feel bad for her, but there has to be some responsibility. And yesterday she just tweeted, I am human, which I get. Yeah. I respected that so much because it was it was honesty and it wasn't this like – Attempted public perception of it wasn't it wasn't Jay Williams saying my phone oh, was hacked. God, right, <laughs> right. I I and it, I genuinely felt bad for when it happened, and yet I'm just like, if if you know if you know the rule, you don't have to agree with it. But if you know it, and this is like the biggest moment of your life, like there's got to be some there's got to be some responsibility there, and and it sucks. And when I saw her tweet, I was like, man, damn, like I. It yeah. made me feel even worse for her, and yet I can't get on the wagon, Travis, of she deserves to be there. They need to change something immediately. Like, you can't change an entire rule. The IOC is not going to change a rule. Um, yeah, and that's the thing, too, is the IOC, that is governing body, correct me if I'm wrong, for the entire world as far as, you know, in some countries, marijuana is a little more you know, stigmatized than necessarily the United States or, you know, other countries. And so you kind of have to gauge, I guess, the medium. And, you know, it sucks and it is not fair. But to your point, it's the rules, you know, and like it's no different than you and I with our kids. Like some rules that we make for our kids, yeah, they're dumb, but they're rules and you follow them and – there are consequences. You know, it's no, it's no different than what happened with NC State. You know, I, I mean, I know everyone kind of gets on the bandwagon of like, oh, they should have been national champions. Like, they kind of, it's similar to Richardson. It sucks. It sucks. But you knew <laughs> the consequences for your actions, and there, there was a way to circumvent in both of those situations. Yeah, if everyone had been vaccinated, they never would have actually. Had to test it. Yes, and so you would have never. We don't even need, know. Yeah, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But, I'm but sure. It, 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 my only thing with that was I was like, if it had been two days later, I just, I even though the NCAA says they would have just crowned Mississippi State, part of me is like, yeah, I might have waited a week. Yes. Yeah, you know, like I don't know. This is a different situation in that, like, it's the rule, so it's a 30 day suspension, and now the favorite in the 100 meter is not going to be able to run in it. She may be able to run in the 4 by 100 relays. I think I read that somewhere just because of where it falls in terms of the calendar. But, look, she apologized for it. Maybe um, there's an – I mean, and I don't even know the, the guts of it all. But, you know, I, if there's an appeals process, you know, who knows? I mean, th this story is far from over, I'd imagine. And so who knows? She was on uh, – I haven't heard this yet, by the way, Travis. This is some audio um, that I just came across. She was on the Today Show this morning uh, and was visiting on uh, on the Today Show. And let's see if see what she said as the computer loads. Oh, come on. Technology, wonderful thing. All right, let me try this again. TSPN1420.com, here it is. 
The U.S. track and field, the anti-doping agencies now have a decision before them. Um, unfortunately, you will not be able to compete in the Olympics in your in your race, your individual race, 100 meters. Um, but there is a chance. It's it's a small chance, but there's a chance you could go to the Olympics and take part in the relay. Are you hopeful for that? Is that what you're holding out hope for at this moment? Right now, I'm just putting all of my time and energy into dealing with what I need to do with to heal myself. So if I'm allowed to receive that blessing, then I'm grateful for it. But if not right now, I'm going to just focus on myself. You know, um, what would your message be to those who are considering that right now, who are thinking about that, and to your fans, you know, who have fallen in love with you and were so proud of your performance and maybe crushed just as you are in that moment? What would you want to say to them? I would like to say to my fans and my family, to my sponsorship, um, to the haters, too. I, I apologize as much as I'm disappointed. I know that when I submit a track, I don't represent myself. I represent a community that has shown me great support, great love. And to y'all, I, I feel y'all. And so I apologize for the fact that I didn't know how to control my emotions or deal with my emotions during that time. Um, and to the, and what I would just leave with my fans, or I would just leave out there is that like I tweeted and said yesterday, I'm human. We're human. Um, my statement, what I always say in my interviews, um, I want to be as transparent as possible with you guys, whether it's good, whether it's bad. But when it comes to Shakira Richardson, it's never been a steroid. It will never be a steroid attached to the name Shakira Richardson. The charge and what the, the situation was, was marijuana. I'm not encouraging anybody to do it. I'm not saying, oh, don't do it or, or anything like that. But if you choose to do things um, in your personal time or things like that, you just should know or be aware of the consequences or just know or just find different ways to just cope or do what it is that you that will make you feel better. But sitting here, I, I just say, don't judge me. Because I am human, I'm, I'm you. I just happen to run a little faster. Um, okay. I understand there's going to be people that still have something to say that don't necessarily understand, and I wouldn't even call them haters if that's uh, if they want to choose to show their character of of a person even after me saying what I it I've said um, and putting myself out there then that's just on you, your character, and you have to live with that. But I greatly appreciate being able to tell my side of the story. And like I said to my fans, my family, um, my sponsorship, and the haters, I greatly apologize if I let you guys down, and I did. And I just want to let y'all know this will be the last time the Olympics don't cheat Shakira Richardson, and this will be the last time the U.S. Um, doesn't come home with a gold medal in 100 21 years old. That's someone that sounds defeated, man. Like that, just that opening, her voice cracking. Um, you, you have to feel for her. And, and the thing is, you know, with, with this day and age, with, with people passing the buck, you know, that, that takes some maturity right there to go on national television, say, you know what? 
I screwed up. If you're thinking about doing this, realize there are consequences. It's, right. it's not, you know, and she oh, said, wrong place, yeah. wrong right. time. Right, right. It's, you know. She owned it all. Yeah. And it sucks. And again, you, I'm sure that she doesn't agree with the actual rule. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the actual rule, I think, in, in 2021 and all this other stuff. But if the rule's there, it's like, that's it. You know, I don't yeah. agree that it should be, you know, 35 miles an hour in River Ranch. But if I get pulled over going 50, <laughs> guess what? Um, I mean, but I'm just, uh, the, the comparison there, it, it really, man, I, um, yeah, it's like, the, the, just, you know, the, I have what, this empathy just when yeah, I'm, when what, I'm what, listening you know, to what, what, what stinks gosh, with, with the Olympics and with, with Olympic athletes, you know, I, I was watching the, the trials, you know, there, there were guys that were in contention to go to Tokyo that worked at Lowe's for four years. This isn't like a, a professional athlete that goes and makes millions of dollars in between. They're working normal jobs, and this is their chance to fulfill a lifelong dream. And for that all to be squashed and then have to wait four more years for this to happen. Now, sure, you know, she's cream of the crop, so kind of like with NIL, she's going to have some sponsorships. and She's yeah. going to have some money opportunities, but – to wait four years, you know, Morgan Lola is a great example as well. You know, just to wait that time of spent, you don't know how many opportunities you're going to get. Hopefully, you know? she, um, hopefully she can compete in the four by one hundred. Yeah, two six nine ten seventy seven. Let's head to the phone lines. Hello. She's a professional track runner, right? Yes. Uh, she she uh, Europe in Europe track is like a big thing. Like I don't know what's going on with COVID up over there, but. You know, she's going to be all right financially. Well, man, she cost us a million. Yes. You win a, you win a gold medal uh, for the U.S. And yeah, you're on that Wheaties box. And it's in it's in a, the 100? That's, yeah, that's that's big time. And she has that, that, that look, like a certain, you know, they kind of compare it to Flo Joe. Some people was coming at her, like, before this whole thing, questioning her speed. Like, uh, you know, they're going to find her for doping. So it's kind of like the whole situation. She's going she's gonna to get suspended for something. At least it's not doping. Um Scott, I'm like I'm with you, Scott. Like a lot of the stuff I saw on social media, I'm not gonna get into it. But like, come on, y'all. Like, like y'all, let's not make this more than what it is. It, it's, you, you're right, Scott. She knew what was up. Like, it, it's, it's kind of hard to feel sorry for her when she knew. She knew what was at stake. But, you I know, mean, I, 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 yeah. I look. I do feel bad for, her, and at the same time, I'm not saying they need to change it, and she didn't do anything wrong. Like, it's not. <laughs> That's not how. That's just not how it went down. I mean, she knew, and she she does know. I mean, you can hear her talk, and that didn't look. I'm sure maybe there's someone or a publicist that says do whatever. If you if people want to be cynical, all I know is in just watching that because I, I I saw the video like and and in hearing it like that 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 was real. Like that mm-hmm. was her. You know what I mean? And uh, and she said like I'm sorry. I I knew it. I made the mistake. And yeah, you I'm know, and, and kind of going back to our nil point. You know it. Thankfully, it, it, it's a case where with with Richardson, to your point, caller, that you know she's going to get, be able to go to Europe and she's going to be able to make money. She's going to have one of those big athletic companies sponsor her. You know, it's it's not a case where you know what what do I do now for the next four years waiting to build up. She's going to be fine financially, but while that's probably a piece to the puzzle for these athletes that achieve at a high level, it's not everything. Like the gold medal is everything for her. And, you know, and that, that's, I feel you're right. But that's, like I said, that's crushing. Um, yeah. She's 21. Uh, she has at least, Oh no, she, yeah, she, she has at least um, two more left. I agree. 
And maybe maybe she'll I'll, get I'll to the, the relay this year. We'll see. Or maybe she'll get a uh, sponsorship by one of these um, herb companies. Right? <laughs> I don't. Companies. I don't think. I don't think, yeah, I don't think she's gonna go. Yeah, I don't think she's gonna go that route at no, all. She's not gonna lean into it I don't for think sure. She's gonna do that. She, she goes. She could dye hair green, man, and just show them. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate the call. ESPN fourteen twenty. ESPN fourteen twenty. dot com and the ESPN 1420 app. Uh, and other news, we learned yesterday that Mark Richt uh, has Parkinson's. That's tough. Uh, he made the announcement on social media, um, shared his spiritual approach, and seems to have a very positive outlook, man. It's it's tough. You know, my late grandmother had it. It's a hard thing, and uh, he's still going to do some stuff on the ACC network. But, um, you know, he's two-time SEC Coach of the Year, a couple years of Miami, Coached over thirty plus years in in college football, and it's one of those things. Yesterday, they didn't make big headlines, but I was like, "Man, that's yeah, that's rough." Uh, the good thing though is now with medical advancements, he can you know be on TV, do his thing still. But yeah, no, um, and he's he's always an he's to me he's been an interesting case, like with coaching, because you know in the early two thousands, Georgia was such a powerhouse and then for the teens just kind of treading water for for lack of a better term then i really thought at miami he was going to be successful i did too. I, I really did, I and did it, too. It, there was just nothing there it was uh it did not work out uh at at the u speaking of the u name image likeness is gonna you know the caller earlier mentioned byu and then asked for you know what if this happens at a Catholic school and and how are how are different schools going to approach it? Um, and the answer is very different because yes. I think if you're in Miami versus if you're in Provo, um, what you're going to be approached to do, what the community is going to like and not like, what makes sense and doesn't make sense, based on like there are going to be opportunities everywhere at every school. They're just going to be different. I don't think that that necessarily means they'll be financially different. It depends on how good you are. But, yeah, they're all going to be different based on, um, you know, geography. Yeah. I, I, and, yeah. Like uh, you, could, you could see somebody being like, man, I got a yacht business. We throw these ridiculous parties on yachts. Uh, you play at the U. I want you to come do this commercial with Uncle Luke, you know, and, and I'm going to try to tap into the nostalgia of – the old you, and, and I'm going to try to sell my business off of that. And I know you you weren't even alive back then, but you play at the U, so come on down, let's do this. And I'm sure Miami would be like, right on, and wear the gear, you know. Yeah, and and it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, you, you're mentioning that, and I know, like, in hip-hop, you know, they, they always want to give shout-outs to athletes and stuff like that. Does this open the door for, you know, like, if Zion was at Duke, like a Zion shout-out in a song, but now you get to actually bring him in for the video. Absolutely. And that, absolutely. that creates... Dude, Lil Boosie would have absolutely been like, I'm having Joe a concert Bur- tonight and I'm Joe ma- Burrow yeah. will be there. He's, he, he, he would be making a song called Joe Burrow and have Joe Burrow in the video. That's right. That's right. Uh, speaking of, uh, if you want more over at ESPN1420.com, there's stuff up there about Mark Rick, about Shakira Richardson, about Joe Burrow's dad when he was asked how much money he thinks his son would have made when he was at LSU. Uh, that is all up there for you over at uh, ESPN1420.com. You're listening to ESPN 1420. If you're listening live on your desktop or mobile device via our mobile app or in connected cars and on smart speakers, that is brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. 
All right, Travis, before I let you run, and this has been awesome, man. Thanks for coming in. Of course. Um, I know you love the Saints. Born and bred. Yep. How are you feeling about this season? You know, good. I listened, like Saints Happy Hour. I, listened, I was listening, doing yard work yesterday, and um, to me, I'm – it's kind of I was kind of liking it to a new relationship. You know, you had a great let's say you had a great run with a girlfriend and just things ended, you know, and you're kind of sad about it, but you're hopeful for the future. And that's kind of where I am right now. I'm a little nervous. I, I don't know, you know, if you know my my, my new girl is going to be you know but li- you're light on her feet, no but I'm committed. <laughs> I'm, I'm loyal. I'm committed to the game. Um, you know, I, I could see this go one of two ways, and I I don't think there's really any gray area. I think they're either going to be really, really good, or they're going to be really bad. See, I'm not that. I'm I'm the opposite of you. I think they're going to be okay, but I don't think they're going to be really, really good. Like I don't think they're going to have a losing record, but there are some out there that are saying like twelve and five or third. I'm like, no, man, maybe nine. I just I look at it. I just look at it from a perspective of, you know, look at offense. You have a great offensive line to protect Jameis. And he has, on par, or at least on average, I mean, what, what more could you want with Kamara and Michael Thomas and Dreadlock Colston, uh, Callaway? All right, <laughs> you know, and, and even Deontay Harris, what he's been doing. And now Trey Quan actually has a, a, a deep arm that they can stretch the field. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. You know there are a lot of holes on defense that cornerback two that I don't will think will be the death of all of us. This hey, but hey, year. like like when I was listening yesterday, they have ten and a half million in cap space now. Go get Richard Sherman. Go get someone that that has a pulse that can play that position. Uh, you know the the holes that kind of worry me: linebacker and in interior line at the defensive tackle. Yeah, Th- those are the things that concern me. But you know, guys like. Shy Tuttle, they've been serviceable, and you know I trust. I, I trust you're what feeling Mick, positive. Listen Mickey to him. Lo- I, look, he's feeling positive. All I have to know is I trust what Mickey Loomis has done, and Dennis Allen has showed throughout the course of his career, particularly just with the Saints, that he can create a serviceable defense, and it has shown that if you just give a defense, if you have a defense that can make a handful of stops in a ball game. And you have arguably the best play caller in the NFL on your other on the other side, and, and Sean Payton. Like you're going to win more times than not. And I'm telling you right now, they win that Packers game. I'm going to hear Scott Prather on Monday. We're going to the Super Bowl. When when Aaron Rodgers doesn't even play in that game, and hey, the Saints wins win a win, baby, just win. I'm not going to be saying we're going to the Super Bowl, but. Um, I, it, they're just. I feel like it's going to be an up and down season. I don't think they're going to be awful um, by any stretch. But cornerback too. Like you, even even. So they signed Richard Sherman. Okay, cool. Like you think that's going to be the big difference maker? No, but remember also remember this in that they got Jenkins and Apple in trades during no. the season. And if so- they're if they're listen if they're if they're they have a decent record near the trade deadline. Mickey Loomis is going. He's going YOLO. Like, he's doing it. But I I just – you mentioned the D-line. I have questions about tight end, man. Like, we barely saw any of Troutman. We don't know how he is as a blocker. You lose 
Jer- Josh Hill and Jerry Cook, who I know wasn't a fan favorite, and yet that's still a lot of catches and touchdowns you got to replace. What I would really like to see, and this is, I guess, my hope, and maybe this is, you know, stupid, but I hope Taysom Hill leans into the fact that he can be that tight end hybrid guy. Lean into the Swiss Army knife. Yes, just do d- it. Just lean in. Like that's, realize- that's where you're. That's where you are at your best. And when you do that, you are a weapon. Yes. And that that cures a lot that ails you at tight end. So stop with this quarterback competition thing, then, right? Yeah, more or less. Okay. You know, I mean, look. Worst case scenario is that Jameis throws a boatload of picks. Best case scenario is he continues with the five thousand yards. He becomes more efficient, and then you're left with the problem of how we're going to pay this guy a hundred million dollars the next year. But you know, Loomis math will always <laughs> fix it. No, you know. Man. Man, like, I don't understand the negativity. I'm not like, being negative. No, I'm no, no, being no. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm, ta- I, I'm talking about know. fan base wide of of <clears throat> of not like you know just open optimism. And maybe, you know, maybe I'm just drinking the Kool Aid. But I just I feel good about it. I don't feel listen, great about it. But to like, Ralph all the time. That's they're gonna be. They're gonna be good. They're gonna be good. You just have to believe, man. I think that they will have a winning record. I don't think it's going to be a bunch of games above 500. They went 12 and 4 last year with Michael with, Thomas not scoring with, a touchdown. With, Come on, with, man. You know, you had you had a great cornerback one and quarterback two. You had a uh, granted Anzalone wasn't great, but you had him then Quan, then back to like you had something next to Davis which you don't have now. You had Sheldon Rankins, you had Trey Hendrickson and his double digit sacks. Um you had Drew Brees, and then you didn't even see Jameis ever start a game. I mean, it, it was just there's there's questions. That's all. You you lost you lost some pieces this offseason, and it's not just the quarterback and the question mark there of is it going to work or not. And that's obviously going to be the number one storyline. But across the board, man, I I think if you look at that roster top to bottom, I think. 18, 19, even 17, just based on that incredible draft. I think for the last four years, and they won the division title every year, they had one of the deeper teams in the yeah. NFL. Now I look at their roster top to bottom, and it's like... It's top heavy. It's I would put it like right in the middle. I'd say it's like 15th or 16th. But we're having a much different conversation if this draft right here is similar to 17 and Warner hits and Peyton Turner hits. Well, yeah, we're, we're having a, different having conversation a much if they have the different best, conversation. If they have one of the best drafts in NFL Or even a 2006 draft. If, if you get two starters out of this draft <clears throat> and they fill two big needs that rush but, in an, an outside linebacker. Right, but that draft you had your all-time leading receiver. You had a potential future Hall of Famer you got in the fourth round. Like, I... I but, hope you're right. I hope those things happen. You never but I know. can't I can't look at it and say they're they're th- this draft right here is going to be just out of this world again. For sure. No, for sure. I, mean, I hope so. Every uh, uh, but every year you can say that and then you can be you can be revisionist <laughs> history and say, "Oh yeah, I knew all the whole time." Listen, I didn't know. Look, no one knew 2017. In for 2017, sure. I'm like, "Who's this Who's you, this Camara guy?" You're moving up to take a running back in the 3rd round? Like, what? Like it's stupid me. Yeah. Right? The, the the Lattimore thing made sense, and yet people are like, yeah, but you really need a pass rusher. Like, why didn't they get the guy that, you know, was out of Tennessee? The Eagles ended up drafting him. All of that worked out. I mean, you get Hendrickson and, and, and Marcus Williams and all these players, and it's like you also had six picks in the first three rounds. That helps, too. Hey, and a, Heg, a Hegbo can be cornerback, too. You never know. Or he might not be able to play in a game because you don't want to get a – you don't want to get a vaccinated. So <laughs> the NFL will be like, all right, well – 
You t- I don't know. How how much do you see COVID disrupting the NFL this year? Not at all, right? No. I mean, no. they the fact that, yeah, they had to move some stuff around, but last year they got through the whole season. Every game actually got played, yep. and they held a Super Bowl on the date they planned, and now we're, we're another year into it. Now, I think they'll be strict on, like, you know, if, if a player test or didn't get vaccinated. I think they'll be strict in terms of, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. But they're, I don't think they're they're not going to be moving any games this year. It's too big like, to fail. That's that's how yeah, I look at it. Yeah, and they're going to have fans in the stands. and He's excited about Saints football season. That is Travis Webb. Appreciate you coming in, man. It's been fun. Um, it's great to see you. Always. Let's do it again maybe in a couple of weeks next month, certainly as we get closer to football season. To all the listeners, appreciate you guys tuning in to Gus. Good stuff. I'll talk to you guys Tuesday. No local programming on Monday because of the July holiday. Everyone have a great holiday on Sunday. Talk to you guys on Tuesday. CSPN1420 and .com.